Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Pull Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. Of course, you can always get us via Alexa at home. Just tell her to play WRKN or Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. You can also check out our podcast following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on more, and click on podcast to do so. You're always welcome to email us. It's ed at WGNO.com. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or you can call the show. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to participate in the conversation. We'll get into the New Orleans Saints. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. We'll get into a whole bunch of things here this morning, as we typically do in, in covering the entire genre of sports and, of course, we'll get into college baseball coming up here momentarily as we march on on this Saturday morning with yours truly, along with Ed Daniels, sports director of WGNO of Crescent City Sports, the Clarion Herald, and Nash Icon 1061 FM. Ed, good morning to you. And how do you spell genre? G-E-N-R-E. Very good. Is that okay? That's fantastic. Fast? No, I mean, you know, hey, I, got, I had an excellent English teacher, Ronnie Scott. He was okay. awesome. Taught me all those kind of things. I had a lot of good. 
really teachers, good English teacher, English teacher. And I thrived in that particular area of academia. Well, English, I mean, history, those those elements, I was yeah, I was all math over and those. science. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Man. <laughs> no, that's not happening. H two O. That's the most I know about oh, chemistry. Come on, that's man. about I, it. I couldn't stand that stuff. Okay. No, me neither. Like, all right, that was me. Me neither. Whatever the case may be, but I got you. Somehow survived it. We moved on, and here we are. We're here to talk with you this morning again. It's five zero four two six zero one zero six one. That's five zero four two six zero one zero six one. If you'd like to join in. The conversation, we would love to hear from you. College baseball, all right, they're underway at Saplicio Field, Grand Junction, Colorado, and Delgado went down 1-2-3 in the top of the first inning, so now Weatherford College is coming to bat in the bottom of the first inning. In the opening game, this is the very first game of the National Junior College Athletic Association Division I World Series in Grand Junction, fifth trip for Delgado. Done it in less than a decade under Joe Sherman. And, of course, have not won one. It's unbelievably difficult to do. It's 10 teams in the Junior College World Series, so it's a large format, and that tournament lasts a week, which is why I'm here and not there, because I couldn't be there for a week with regard to other commitments pertaining to the Saints Hall of Fame with events later mm-hmm. this week, since several people have asked me about it. Believe me when I tell you I wanted to be there badly because it's been a great journey, and when you get this far, you'd like to be able to finish it. But... Couldn't do it. You know, have to be someone that lives up to his word and commitments, and that's what I'm doing. But having said that, we'll have full coverage at CrescentCitySports.com. We have a reporter on scene, and we'll keep everybody updated. Of course, Louisiana teams still populating conference tournaments. So let's talk about it. Ed, first and foremost, we mentioned Delgado is underway, and you are close to Joe, and you do a show with him, and you've seen what they've been able to do. He knew this was a good team. Said it before the year started. Knew it was better than last year. And everything that he kind of anticipated unfolded. And they went undefeated in region play. They have keep winning walk-off games or games in the ninth inning. Or It's unbelievable the way they've done that. That's the sign of a, of a really good team that has a lot of character. And, look, the competition is very, very stiff where they're at. And they're facing a team in Weatherford that's 50-9 and nine that has great pitching. So not going to be easy, but, again, I don't sell this team short. I've watched them all year. They're good enough to compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, they can pitch too, and and that's the thing that they uh, they they I think they improved the most at this year. Don't you? They have more arms. Well, they, as the year went on, Chris yeah. Olivier got more confident. He won eleven games. He's a University of New Orleans signee. Carson Laura Samford signee is their ace. He's pitching this morning, and he's going to have to be good against this team they're playing. And right away, the first batter of the game just hit a home run against him. It's one to nothing, Weatherford. So Jack Clark, of Weatherford Homers. Jack, the, is there any relation to Jack the Ripper? I don't know, but he, first pitch of the game, yeah. first first pitch he threw, home run. So yeah. it's one nothing, Weatherford. Well, I'm sorry that that Jack Clark hit a home run, but in 1987, you're very happy. Jack Clark off Tom Needenfuhrer, Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium was one of my favorites. That was pretty special. Yes. Look, Joe Sherman said it beforehand. He's been there, done that. They're going to have to score runs if they want to win there because the ball flies. And even though his team went down one, two, three in the first, it's obvious they're going to have to score to beat this team, Weatherford, today. So we'll see how that goes. But this is a good team. And as I've said before, if they can stay in touch in this game, get themselves a chance, look out. They're, they're tough when it matters. So stay tuned. All right, let's look at the other college baseball, Ed. Let's start with the downside, LSU. They're out. Mm-hmm. One and two in the SEC tournament. They'll lost a couple of close games. And blew a lead in both games. 
Paul Skeens couldn't get through five innings in the first loss to Arkansas, which really hurt them, obviously. And Riley Cooper gave up a big hit, but then he pitched pretty well after that. In game one, Ackenhausen was nails out of the bullpen. But once again, we saw what we've seen all year. As I wrote two weeks ago at CrescentCitySports.com, I wouldn't expect a miracle. Your pitching staff is what it is. I don't think guys are suddenly going to get better. Now, Thatcher Hurd pitched better you know, in the game in Hoover when they won the first game, so I'll give him credit there. But by and large, the guys you're seeing, that's who they are. So to think that you're suddenly going to get better and that you're going to develop guys, I just think it's – I'm not saying anything, anything's not possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but what I'm saying is it's – it's not likely that that's going to happen. What they are is what they are, and they have to stay in the winner's bracket and pitch with their top guys. Floyd's good, and we know how good Skeens is. And Ackenhausen's good out of the bullpen, but how many other options do you really have that you can count on? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, um, you know, Cooper pitched really good out of the bullpen the other day. He did. He gave up a big hit initially to give up yeah. runs, and those runs are charged to Skeens. Right. But, but he I pitched mean, well after that. Yeah, he struck out seven. He did a good he job. Did. Uh, but uh, Griffin Herring and Sam Dutton didn't get the job done yesterday. So um, it is what it is. Um, I don't think anything has really changed. But I also think that you saw the the significance of this tournament. Tommy White out with rest. Yeah, I don't know what the injury was and what yeah. the thinking was or anything else. Well, I mean, look. It's you, a one-run game. you got a chance to. Let me ask you something. One-run game, yeah. By, by Monday, who cares who won the SEC? No, I, look, I got it completely. I understand. Who cares? And they're going to be a national seat. They're, they're going to be a national so seat. So they've already so. clinched that. So, look, some people made a lot of the fact that, well, had they beaten Arkansas, they would have jumped them in terms of a seeding, possibly. Yeah. But in the grand scheme, how much does that really mean? You're going to be a host school in the regional. And if you win the regional, you'll be a host school in the, yeah. in the super. So... That's what you're shooting for. That's the goal from day one. Whether you're one through eight, any of those teams are going to be elite and exceptional. You're going to have to beat them at some point. So mm-hmm. now, does that mean you might have a better number two seed coming to you as a lower number one seed? Yeah, it might mean that, certainly. But again, two seeds, by and large, are good. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But this team is what it is. And with regard to White, I suspect he'll be fine and he'll be ready to play next weekend. I will say this, watching them play from an offensive perspective, they're an elite team, but they're better against right-handed pitching. Because against right-handed pitching, their left-handed hitters mm-hmm. really step to the forefront. And I give Trey Morgan a lot of credit. He hung in there, got a hit yesterday. Beloso had, what, three hits? Yeah. You know, Joe Bear had two hits, but against left-handers, he struck out twice. So, again, you're, you're looking at that dynamic of guys that, you know, I think are better overall against right-handed pitching. So, again, keep an eye on that with opponents and what well, their left-handed hurlers are. But then again, let's also understand this. They're facing the best in the country in the SEC. These teams are throwing sure. These teams are throwing great A&M too. They're throwing great arms at them, okay? Yeah. These guys that they bring in out of the bullpen are throwing 92 to 96 and they've got good breaking balls and yeah. that's the SEC by and large. So are they going to see anything better than that down the road? No, I think they'll see as good, but I think they've seen as good as they're going to see, don't you? Sure. Look, I, 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 my opinion of this team hasn't changed. I think they'll win a regional. I think they'll, in all likelihood, win a super regional at LSU. They'll go to Omaha, but I do not think they'll win the national championship. Given the situation, they still could, but it has to fall perfectly. It, you're right, and exactly. They have, to, they have to win both games with Skeens and Floyd. 
And if they do that, then they're in a position where they don't have to play as many games or use as much pitching. Sure. Then they have a chance. So, but I think you could say that about a few teams. Yeah, you, you most certainly could. Sure. And there are other teams that have deeper pitching, Yeah, without a doubt, that are in that mix as compared to LSU. So, again, look, it's a love-hate thing. you got people that are just banging on them. I get texts every day, emails. I can name the people's names, but I'm not going to. Every day about them and banging on them and hammering them and, uh-huh. you know, and all this stuff, and this coach is terrible, and, you know, how do you recruit these guys? And you got a million-dollar pitching coach from the major leagues. and nobody, Well, I knew that was coming, nobody, especially when they showed a few shots of him in the dugout yesterday. No one's being developed here and all that oh, kind of I stuff. I mean, I'm hearing it all, all the time, and it gets mm-hmm. it's a little bit much. You know, I mean, it's Well, I get the one it, thing I will say is. But it's all about the end result, and that's why I, I'm reserved about all this. Right, but the one thing I will say is that if you want to look at an improved Texas A&M pitching staff, they've improved the whole year. Their guys have gotten better. Schlossnagel's good. Schlossnagel's good, but their but their pitching staff has improved dramatically from the start of the season. That's why they're a threat now, yeah. Because they can pitch, all right. And their pitching staff has gotten better. They have not pitched well in the regular season, but they pitched extremely well in this tournament. And you know, it's when you got when you got a lot of left-handed bats in your lineup, and you got a guy who throws hard who also can couple that with a sweeper, it's a tough thing to beat. You know, it's hard to get hits off of guys like that. Now, you're not going to see many of those in the NCAA tournament. That's why Arkansas will be a high national seed. They'll be one of the highest because of how good they are and how talented they are. But, you know, when you, when you got those kind of arms, and let me, ask, let me ask you this question. Do you think Skeens is throwing as hard now as he was early in the season? Sometimes. I mean, he, he'll, t- he'll still touch, you know, 98, 99 mm-hmm. uh, at times. But he hasn't been overused. I mean, they're pulling him. Right. They, As they, I've seen, he's never thrown more than 110. No, they, he's thrown they're, 107, they're, they're protecting his, his career Without and a doubt, his investment. Doing the right thing. Exactly. And I'm it, just asking if he's throwing as hard. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the, the, the coaching staff. You know, I think they've, they've protected uh, the young man, which is what they absolutely need to do. But I'm just asking you if you think he's throwing as hard. Looks to me like he is, by and large. By the way, they go to the second inning. Weatherford one, Delgado nothing in Grand Junction. So Carson Lohr got out of the first with only the home run given up. So we'll see if Delgado can get something going there. Tulane, that's improbable, right? They're in the semifinals in Clearwater, Florida of the American Athletic Conference Tournament. They play Houston at 11.45 this morning in the semifinals. And if they win that game, then they're in the driver's seat. Then they've just got to win one game. So go figure. I mean, they routed Memphis 12-2, to a game that was run-ruled. And then, of course, against Houston, they had an eight-run inning and then held on and won 10-8. So they're playing Houston again, who swept them during the regular season, and they have to beat Houston again. Swept them ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say here. I mean, would it, it would be one of the most improbable scenarios if they won this tournament. They're 17-39 and 39 on the year. But I will say this. I give credit to Jay Ullman. He's kept this team together. They're still sure. playing hard. Uh, they're obviously efforting – tremendously and they've played very very well in Clearwater and anything's possible and again the mm-hmm. path is obvious if they win this game then it really takes the pressure off because then you just need one win mm-hmm. and you save pitching sure. and they don't have much pitching so I, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that that's great I'm happy to see it I'd love mm-hmm. to see it continue and well I was on impressive I was on the zoom call the other night and mm-hmm. 
and the Eastern coach said, look, we have enough pitching to come out of the loser's bracket and win this tournament. Yeah. And, um, well, we're going to find out if he's right. Yeah, well, they're going to have to show that to be the case, and obviously they've been the better team all year long. So it's all good. Brennan Lambert's been really good. Another former Delgado Dolphin. I mean, those former Dolphins are pretty good now at the next level. The guys I've done games for the last few years, seeing Ethan Leger at Ole Miss and Braden Jobert at LSU and Brennan, of course, at Tulane, among others. Brennan's been good. Schultz had a good game the other day. It was great to see that. And obviously they need to continue to play that way if they're going to have a chance. So they got Houston this morning at 11.45 is the time there. The University of Louisiana is still alive as well. And they're going to have to win what? They're going to have to beat a team twice now, uh, putting a, putting that thing in perspective, looking where they're at. They, look, they've got a shot still at large, looking at what they've been able to do this year. So they're not they're not completely done if they lose, mm-hmm. at least not from where I'm sitting. They're 38-21. and 21. Their RPI is pretty good. They were 18-12 and 12 in the conference this year. So they're in a pretty good position, but they can win a game today. Look out. I mean, they're, you know, they've got Coastal Carolina, 1230, and Montgomery, Alabama today, and they're going to have to win the force and if necessary game. And if that happens, it would be Coastal Carolina and Louisiana at Lafayette for the championship in Montgomery later on this afternoon. So and I, as I look at it right now, and I'm looking at their numbers, they have a chance at large. And I think if they, if they can win one today, and even if they lose the title game, they got a good shot to get in. Of course, if they win a boat, they get the automatic bid. So that's a program that's that's fared well this year and has a chance in the Sunbelt Tournament Championship in Montgomery. Yeah, well, good for them. I mean, you know, they they've they've always been a quality um quality outfit. And um you know, I I haven't really studied their schedule this year, but when you get close to forty wins in a solid league, I think you got a chance. And that's where they are. They do, in fact, and they're in a good position right now. And then, of course, Grambling is still alive. They play Bethune-Cookman today at 3 p.m. in Atlanta. They lost to Bethune 7-3 to yesterday after they'd won their first two games in the tournament, beat Jackson State and beat Southern. Southern has been eliminated. So they've got to beat Bethune-Cookman this afternoon to have a chance. So Grambling still alive with an opportunity as well. And then, of course, there's the University of New Orleans, Privateers. Blake Dean's done a good job with his team this year. Of course, we carry UNO baseball here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Privateers are 36-23 and 23 now. In case you didn't notice, they've been pretty solid. They lost a tough win yesterday to Nichols 5-3. to three. But then, what a win for them last night. Game heard right here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. And I don't know if you were all following it, but they were three outs from elimination, losing 3-2 in the ninth inning, and they rallied for five runs in the top of the ninth and beat Northwestern State and eliminated the Demons 7-3. A tremendous ninth inning rally. Isaac Williams had a big double. Tyler Bischke had a big double. Sanford had a big single. Usagey had a big double. And they came back and won the game with a dramatic rally. Now they get Nichols again today. And these two teams have split four games on the year. They're pretty evenly matched when you look at what they've done against each other this year. They play at 1 o'clock this afternoon, Joe Miller Ballpark in Lake Charles. That's a 1 p.m. game, and you can listen to it live here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Should 
Nichols win. The Colonels will be champions of the Southland for the first time and go to the NCAA tournament. What a job Coach Silva's done. Should New Orleans win, they would force an if-necessary game this afternoon, later this afternoon, which we would carry live on Nash Icon 106.1 FM as well. Okay. Either I, way, we get a team in, and it's been a really good season for both. Yes. Um, I'm looking at ULLs. I'm sorry, you're not supposed to say ULL. Louisiana. Don't say I, it. I'm, I'm, call, I'm, I'm calling them, as they have it on their website, Louisiana at Lafayette. Okay. All right. They are 59 in the RPI right now. Right. So I don't think that's good enough for an at-large. It's close uh, based on where they're at. It all depends on what happens with others. But, yeah, I get it. If you're top 40, you're probably right. And the one one thing about the Sun Belt, though, is that their conference ranking is two spots better than the American. Mm -hmm. So their league, their league right now is is ranked sixth overall in the country, which is better than the American, which is eighth. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they've. They've improved their their stature, but uh, man, they're going to have to jump up if they if they really want it at large. I think it's going to be really hard to do. No doubt, Logan O'Neill and Tyler Cook with back to back singles for Delgado in the top of the second. They got two on two outs for Jay Kaufman as we speak, trailing one nothing to Weatherford, Texas. There. All right, so University of New Orleans. They're going to have to win both games. Obviously, there's no chance to get in. Otherwise, it's been a very good season. They have a good number one pitcher, pretty good second, but now you're getting down to mm-hmm. you're going to have to win two games. You're going to have to win a fourth and fifth game, and it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Their lineup's pretty good. They've done a yes. good job. And, mm-hmm. look, I, I have a lot of admiration for the job that they've done. They, they don't have a ton going for them, and they've done a really solid job this year. And, of course, we're happy to have them on our airspace. But, you know, the good news is we're going to get another team in from Louisiana, which begs the question, who's going to Baton Rouge? Southern Miss. Think about who's going to Baton Rouge because here's the deal. Let's say Tulane pulls off the improbable and they win yeah, they the American Athletic. Go They're going to Baton Rouge. Right. All right, so then Southern they're, Miss. They're a fourth seed. They have to be. Right. Southern Miss is your so two then seed. The winner of Nichols and University of New Orleans is going to be a fourth seed. Uh-huh. So they can't go to Baton Rouge. Only one of those, either the Southland winner or Tulane, could go to Baton Rouge. Correct? Correct. Because either one would be a fourth seed. People are saying, oh, they'll put all the Louisiana schools together. No, they won't. It's all about seeds. Mm-hmm. By the way, Delgado did not score, unfortunately. one nothing bottom of the second, Weatherford leads. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that one of them would be sent to Baton Rouge. The other would be exported. Mm-hmm. The question is, which one's going to Baton Rouge? Is it the Southland champion or is it Tulane? So Tulane has to win first. We know mm-hmm. the Southland champ is, is going to get in from Louisiana because it's Nichols or UNO. So to me, that's a really good question. You mentioned Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they try to keep it as regional as possible, but they're looking at seeds. And, well, and Southern Miss, Southern Miss has a pretty high RPI, so they might be sent uh, as a as a non-host. They might be sent to a team that is that is not a not a national seed. Right, a sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, something right. like that. So right. they could go to they could go to Auburn, for instance. Auburn, Auburn right now is 20. They're 34 and 21. They could go to Auburn. They could go to, you know, I'm just looking around as far as locales, okay? Mm-hmm. They could go there. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm just looking at it. They could go to Tennessee. Um, you know, they could go to Alabama. I mean, very easily they could go to Alabama. I don't think Alabama is going to be a national seed. Do you? Don't think so. No. So, but but they have a very they've won forty games. They have a very good record. They're only nine and nine in the SEC this year. But 
Uh, they have a very high RPI, and uh, you know, I th I think that's that's certainly a real possibility to send them to the uh, University of Alabama. If they do that, well, I just think that that little Southern Miss LSU would be in, would be very very interesting based on what happened last year. Last year, yeah, right. I think I'd be very very intriguing. Yep. All right. right. So let's look at the national seeds. Okay. I think we can probably agree on this. Wake Forest right now would be the one seed. The Deeks, right? Arkansas. Our, our, our friend John Walter. Arkansas. Florida and Arkansas. Flip a coin. Maybe yeah. the SEC tournament decides that, right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. One of them's going to be two. The other's probably going to be three. Then you get down to the four spot. To me, that comes down to Stanford or LSU probably. I think, I think you got to go when you look at Boy, I tell you what, that Arkansas-Florida uh, thing is it's close, huh? Because, uh, like, Arkansas has 19 wins against Quadrant 1 teams, mm -hmm. and Florida has 21. Yep. I mean, that – And they could <laughs> play each other. They could play each other. That's really close. That's why the head-to-head -head could match. actually right. decided. Right. I, LSU could be as high as the four seed. Right, They've got is... Stanford, you've got Clemson, you've got Vanderbilt, and you've got Virginia. That's who I see. Right as the other teams that are in that mix. I think those are the top eight teams. I think those are the teams. Right. The only one that would have a chance maybe is Coastal Carolina. That's who University of Louisiana so Lafayette's playing. So you got Wake, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, Clemson, Vandy. Stanford. Stanford. Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Then you got Coastal Carolina. Miami right. would be on the outside looking in. The other national seeds now – here it is. I just pulled up Baseball America. This is what they have uh, as of this morning. Right. Let me look and see how accurate I am. They got Wake Forest 1, Florida 2, Arkansas 3, uh -huh. LSU 4. There you go. Yeah. Stanford 5, mm -hmm. Clemson 6, Vanderbilt 7, Virginia 8. Then they go Coastal Carolina 9. That's who yeah, where's the Kentucky? Cajuns are playing. Miami is 10, Auburn 11, Alabama 12, Kentucky 13, mm -hmm. South Carolina 14, Boston <laughs> College, 15, and the last host, Indiana State at 16. They have a very high RPI. They're nine right now in the RPI. They've mm -hmm. won 41 games. All right. Now, so here's the thing about Indiana State, though. All okay? right. So here's the They're projection. They're two and nine yeah. against, against uh, quartile one teams, okay? Yeah. Indiana State, according they to They haven't Warren. beaten anybody. Yeah, they haven't beaten anybody. They're yeah. two and nine. All right. So here's the projection right now Okay, for Baton Rouge. By Baseball America, which I respect yeah, quite a bit. LSU, the one seed. Southern Miss, the two seed. Mm -hmm. Arizona State, the three. Nichols, the four. Uh -huh. Now, that is not computing Tulane into the field at all. If Correct. Tulane's in the field, that changes. That could change. Yes. Without a doubt. If you're looking at two seeds and you try to figure out who the toughest ones are that you're facing, I think... I mean, I'm looking at this right now. The projected two seeds, Tennessee's a two seed. I wouldn't want to face them. They would be in with Indiana State based on Baseball America. Mm -hmm. That's a good two seed. Duke's a good two seed. They'd be in at South Carolina. Indiana's a good two seed. They'd be in at Kentucky. How about that? Indiana, Kentucky, they love each other. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful one. That's a beautiful one. How about, how about TCU as a three seed? I wouldn't want to play them as a three seed. Frogs. At Tuscaloosa. Then Texas is a two-seed at Auburn. You know, then Oregon State, a traditional power, a two-seed at Miami. North Carolina, 
at Coastal Carolina as a two seed. That would be a tough one as well. Now, again, they don't compute Tulane into this field, so if Tulane was in it, I think there's a 50-50 chance, if not better, they'll go to Baton Rouge and Nichols or UNO would be bumped somewhere else. I mean, that's just my my thought. I might be wrong. But regardless, I think both of those, Tulane and the winner of the Southland, would be fourth seeds. I think that's pretty clear. So, okay. I mean, I'm looking at this. I think Baseball America is pretty sharp, and I think they're pretty pretty accurate here. Then, obviously, they're guessing at conference tournaments at this point, at this time because there's still potential upsets, and Tulane is prominent amongst those. I don't think there's another team in the country that has a record like Tulane right now that has a chance to win a conference tournament. No. So there's that, which would really upset the apple cart in terms of seedings and what people are doing and everything else. So it's an interesting dynamic that Baseball America posted overnight, their projected field of 64 and who they have. So, again, to your point, Ed, of what you said earlier, the disappointment for LSU and Hoover is is palpable. And yet what – impact did it yeah. really have they're yeah, still yeah. according to baseball america yeah. they're still a fourth seed yeah. overall 11, 11, 11 o'clock on monday who really cares who the sec tournament champion was and you're not you know you're not wearing yourself out playing two more games or three more games or whatever right. in the process and yeah. we all know lsu success in hoover we all know lsu brings the most people to hoover and anybody that watched the games saw that too unbelievable attendance where LSU fans are concerned. And we all know LSU's won the SEC tournament 12 times. And we all know that LSU has always placed an emphasis on it. Skip Berman and Paul Maneri both went after it. And some people are saying Johnson didn't go after it. He rested white, didn't use schemes long enough, blah, blah, blah. And he's, I get it. He's telling you exactly what he thinks about the tournament. He's telling you that it's not. It's, 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 it's a nice thing, mm-hmm. but it's not paramount. They have the regular season resume. They're going to be a national seed. Whether you agree or disagree, they were number one in the country forever and a day during the regular season, all right? And it's all about winning the national championship now. It's not about winning the SEC tournament. The SEC tournament is a, is a fun event. Parking lot's full. People are having a great time. It's a, it's a great celebration of the best baseball league in the country. But to LSU, it doesn't mean a whole lot. And you know what? I... <laughs> To me, when the coach does that, the only thing he's telling me is that he's intelligent because he, 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 he knows what he's doing, okay? He's not, a, he's not an idiot. He, he understands. Man knows what he's doing, and he, he's, he's got a handle on it, and that's how he feels. And you know what? I don't blame him. Well, I do think that it depends. It's year to year, and it really does depend on where you're at as a team. The SEC tournament can be a tremendous boom for you if you need wins against quality right, but, opponents but to boost your resume. That. But they didn't need it. Right. In another year, yes, it could make a difference. But this time around, not nearly as important in my estimation. So that's kind of where I it, sit with yeah, it. It's all about they don't need it, okay? Yep. They do not need it. No way. And – that is the end of the story. They do not need it. Weatherford has loaded the bases with nobody out in the bottom of the second against Delgado's so of the Dolphins in deep trouble. Carson Lohr's already walked two, and he doesn't walk anybody. So that's really not good news. Giving up three hits and walked two already, and Weatherford's got the bases loaded, nobody out. So one nothing Weatherford, bottom of the second. We'll keep you posted on that. So that's our take on college baseball. Your calls and your thoughts are welcome at 504 260 1061. That's 504 260 1061 if you'd like to join in 
the conversation. We'll get into the Saints discussion at length, a lot to talk about there, and we'll do it extensively. We'll also touch on the NBA Conference Finals and the Ultimate Final. And, of course, Regis Progray working out hard, getting ready for a championship title defense coming up next month. Had him on radio earlier this week, media opportunity yesterday. We'll touch on that, too. Much to get into as we continue. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Three Tailgater Show continues after this brief time out here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. During these challenging times, it's easy to get wrapped up in the fear, the drama, and the pressures of the moment. That's why for these past few months, I've been encouraging people, don't lose your song. Don't lose your praise. It's important. Psalm 105 says, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds. One writer said, it's impossible to exaggerate the greatness of our God. There's power in praise. The word says that God lives there. It can't be stopped. It can't be legislated. Luke 19 tells the account of the disciples and they're praising Jesus, it's getting noisy. The Pharisees said, tell them to pipe down. And Jesus said, if I tell them to do that, the rocks are gonna cry out immediately. Well, I don't want a rock taking my place and I'm not gonna lose my song. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook, LifeGate Church Ministries or on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. Don't let a rock take your place, and don't lose your song. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies, for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep plus Next Day Energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel, language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting RADIO to 64000. Text RADIO to 64000. Progressive presents Precious Moments. Hey, Jess, want to come for a ride on my motorcycle? You know, we can talk about our feelings and explore our emotional compatibility. I thought you'd never ask. The exchange you just heard didn't actually happen, but it could. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive and you could use the savings to make sure the motorcycle is always ready for your dream girl. 
So keep the dream alive and the savings coming with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports, all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning as we continue on. Rudy Dixon is our producer. And again, we'll get to your calls in just a little bit. 504-260-1061, the number to call. Regis Progray getting ready for a title defense. He's been doing so in town, in his hometown. And, of course, he'll be fighting at Smoothie King Center June 17th. And now it's a different opponent. It's Danielito Zorita of Puerto Rico. He switched opponents. so It's not good. <laughs> no, I don't like it either. I mean, he was no. getting ready for one. It switched opponents. And that's a little bit frustrating the way it worked out, but he is back and he is talking. And of course, Lenny Van Gilder has a story at Crescent City Sports. And I had a story early last week when he was on my radio show as well. And after since since that time, he switched opponents. So it's pretty interesting. Are but, you available? Could you? Could you? No, uh, I couldn't go. Could around. you slim down a little bit? I couldn't bit go maybe, two minutes, man. You know, we we can we can I can get you. We can get some video of you running down vintage like uh, like Rocky, and you know we can. We'll, we'll scale you down a little bit. You can you can eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and some fish, and we'll we'll get you ready. What I wrote about Regis was how you know you you either get better from your worst moments or you get worse. And he got better. He got a he lost a majority decision to Josh Taylor abroad in London, close fight, but he lost his only loss and lost his WBA belt. But he's come back and won four fights and won the WBC championship, and and now he's defending. And as I talked to him, I said, you know, instead of, you know, a lot of people when they lose, you know, a split decision or in this case a majority decision, you know, uh, you know, two oh one basically was the vote. They say, oh, I got robbed or whatever. He didn't do that. He said, look, and he he used the analogy. He said Mike Tyson always said that, you know, the the best moment for him was getting knocked out by Buster Douglas because it humbled him. He learned from it. He understood. And he, he had to grow from it. And Progress said the same thing. He said, I pointed to that, and I learned from that experience about what I have to do, what I didn't do, what I can do. And what he's done is just rip off four in a row, and he's stopped everybody. So now he gets a chance to defend at home. And by the way, I love the fact that he comes home all the time. Young man got displaced by Hurricane Katrina like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, to Houston. But number one, he has his audience here. People respond to him here, number one. Number two... He wants to give back, and he wants to be you know, in this mix, and the, he's always going to consider this home. He's got family and kids in school in Houston and such, so he hasn't moved back, but he's mm-hmm. he's always coming back. And as I wrote in my story, he's fought all over. He's fought in Lafayette. He's fought in New Orleans a few times at Lakefront Arena. He even fought back at the Landmark back in the day. You know, he even fought over on the West Bank once, and then 
He's been in Biloxi and fought a couple of times, so he's consistently in the region fighting. And now, of course, at Smoothie King Center, the biggest stage he will have been on yet. 29-1, and one, the guy's been, and he's a pleasure to deal with. I like Regis a lot. He's, I've had a chance to develop a relationship with him over time. and He's responsive. He's personable. He gets it. You know, he's not egotistical. He doesn't go crazy about things. He, he said, just like he was talking to me last week when before they switched opponents, his opponent was doing a lot of talking. And he said, look, I don't get into all of that. I just I like to stay focused and focus on myself and do what I have to do and just let my, my boxing do the talking in the ring. So he's one of those, and I, I really like the young man. I like his approach. Good for him. I mean, you know, who, who needs all of that nonsense? We have enough of that as it is in this country. Well, as you know, in that sport, as it is in UFC and all the other physical contact sports, mm-hmm. Oftentimes, that stuff happens to hype the fight and try to get people interested because they got to buy it. You got to buy everything. And Ali was the master at that. He was incredible. Of course, everybody, <laughs> yes, everybody wanted to see him anyway, but he would hype everything. And his wines were incredible. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was amazing with how he was able to promote and get things. I thought his stuff with Joe Frazier sometimes a little bit too much, a little bit over the top because Joe Frazier didn't deserve some of that. But mm-hmm. it was largely all about hyping things. And Yeah, he, but, made, he made Joe Joe Frazier the villain. He did. He, made, he turned Joe him into Frazier. the villain. Turned him into the villain. But that's what Ali was so so incredible at being able to do. The George Foreman movie is out now, and, and George Foreman was a young guy that looked invincible, and Ali got into his head, and no doubt about it. So, And talk can accomplish some of those things if you allow – your ears to be open and to hear. You know, you got the old saying, biblical, you got to have eyes to see, ears to hear. Well, it's very similar in that particular genre. There's that word again. The fact is that if you listen and you let it sink in, it can have an impact. You've got to lock all that out and just say, it's me against that guy. I'm going to get in the ring, and I'm going to do what I do. And that's kind of what Prograde does. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, just do your thing. So, again, that's coming up on the 17th at Smoothie King Center, and it's great to have a championship fight here. And, you know, one thing about Regis, too, is and this is a great stat. I mean, he is in the great, great history of boxing in New Orleans, and we've had several world champions, and I named him in my story that I wrote last week. He's the only two-time world champion we've ever had that hails from New Orleans. That's one title, not once, but twice. So it's pretty special for a guy like that. And he's still... He's still got a lot of time left. I mean, he's young, thirty right now, so he's sure. got time. He's got, and they haven't. And the other thing about him is they really haven't overused him because mm-hmm. he's in thirty fights right now, and he's you know he's basically fighting once or twice a year, and I think that's a good progression in terms of preservation and you know staying relevant and physically sound to be able to continue on. Mm-hmm. And he's also a fighter. If you watch him at all, he doesn't get hit a lot. He's really good on the defensive end. He's fast and he's good at being able to avoid. Punches. I mean, you and I grew up watching the sport and going to fights as I did. I used to go to Municipal Auditorium as a kid yep. to watch fights all the time uh, that Leap and Lumacina put on and so forth. And before Les Bonanno did what he did mm-hmm. for so many years. And, and the fighters were memorable. You know, I mean, my first memories were Percy Pugh and Jerry Pellegrini. Yep. Uh, the first memories Chuck I had. Mintz, Tony Chuck Licata. Mintz and then Tony Licata, of course, yep. who came along. Then Les, then Les's group that came over. Melvin Paul was Melvin wonder- Paul, yep. wonderful to watch. You know, and then obviously John Duplessis and Jerry Celestine and Paul Whitaker, and I could go on and on. That just, again, the, the sport really has a rich history here, and to see a young man from New Orleans doing as well as he is right now, 
That's great. Really happy to see that with Regis, and we wish him nothing but the best. I'd go to the fights with Kevin Keitel, and he would he would tell me that they were all fixed. They were all fixed. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. He 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 was a big con- probably still is. He's a, he's a big conspiracy theorist individual when it came when it came to the boxing ring. My, I mean, there's no doubt. My my late was fixed. My late uncle Mike Pichota and my crazy cousin Alan Pichota would take me to fights when I was young, and <laughs> they would be virtually in fights every time. So, and I was a kid watching all this. I'm like, wow, yeah. man, oh man, that was my price point, right? So, no right, doubt, it's all good. Well, then, I'd, I would I would go with Kevin and his dad. Okay? Yeah, and um, and Kevin would always tell me every 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 time we leave the auditorium that the, it was rigged and all this stuff, <laughs> and I was like. You know, whatever. I mean, and the, the judges, I mean, the judges could do nothing right. Of and course every, not. Everybody saw a different fight that was there that night. Without a doubt. You know, unless unless a guy was knocked out, then it was, you know. But every everybody saw a different fight that night. It was pretty funny, actually. I remember, I, I can see it vividly in my mind right now. The whole ring and everything at the auditorium. And they had pretty good crowds, too. We're going to get to the call shortly, 504-260-1061. But Rudy Dixon has weighed in, Ed. Uh-huh. You know who Rudy's cousin was? Tony Licata. Tony Licata. There, there you, you go. go. So, yep. There you go. Yep, I remember when he fought Carlos Monzon, who was a great oh, fighter. Oh, God, that was a brutal. Yeah, it was just brutal. Monzon was incredible, died yeah. young. Yep. But, yeah, got to a championship bout, and Monzo was too strong. But Licata had courage. He hung in there. I'm oh, say, no doubt. Want to say till 11th round. He hung yeah, in. I think, yeah, it was pretty late. He yeah. hung in as long as he could against Monzo, who was so good. And Licata was a really nice young man. He was you know, that Italian accent. Just don't be, you know, everything was about Mr. Lou. Mr. Lou, Mr. Lou. He's trying to Lou Vescucci, right? Really, really a good, good dude, too. Yeah. Really. And we lost Jerry Pellegrini in the last two years. And right. my sister's friends with his daughter and, you know, and wonderful guy. Remained a barber in St. Bernard for all those years. Terrific guy. Percy Pugh and he became very, very close friends. And just a great story because they're both such great guys and class acts. And, yeah, and the, uh, the 48th anniversary of Lakata's fight against Monzone is coming up on June 30th. There you go. Yep. Fought at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like I said, I saw the fight, and he was courageous. I mean, he got he got hammered, and he kept fighting. And he look, he was a good boxer. He got he got some clean shots in, but he didn't have the power to hurt Monzon at all. So Monzon was great, though. Yeah, he was a phenomenal Monzo, fighter. Monzon was incredible. One of the best that we have seen. Yes. And we will get to your calls next. Five zero four two six zero one zero six one. But first, this brief timeout as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters Show here on Saturday morning. Ken and Ed. On Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon. And available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfast with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. 
With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Apply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by ISSA. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've been able to turn my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good to be helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, ISSA makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks and you do everything at your own pace and 100% online and once you're certified you do what you want with it start your own business work at a studio or just do it as a side hustle yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year I need to check this out how do I get started just send them a text it's free to get started text life to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga Alliance in as little as five weeks just text life to 200-300 right now to get started for free text the word life to 200-300 text life to 200-300 Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a radio digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. Outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com and equal opportunity employer. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep plus Next Day Energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel. Language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting radio to 64,000. Text RADIO to 64000. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. They play in the bottom of the third at Grand Junction, and Weatherford, Texas, now leads Delgado 4-1. to one. And they're still batting, is Weatherford, with a runner at second, only one out in the third inning. They've scored a run in the first, a run in the second, two in the third off of Delgado ace Carson Lohr, who's had a real struggle on his hands against an obviously very good team. And we'll keep you posted on that. It's 504-260-1061. Kurt's in New Orleans. Kurt, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. How y'all doing? Fine. 
Hey, Kurt. Yeah, really, man. Yeah, really bring back some memories with Alito. You know, he he took a hell of a beating. <laughs> you know, rope a dope, whatever you want to call it. He really took a hell of a beating to get that done, too. You know, it just you got to give it to him. You know, uh, from a younger guy. Um, well, not only did he un- not only did he understand the fight game, but he understood yeah. people. Okay. Yeah. He was a master yeah. psychologist. Yeah. Really. You I know, mean, a couple just... of nuggets I want to try to bring to you. I was over the week. I, Austin Moreau. You know, before, besides the story, besides the wonderful story, I hope the Lord brings him through uh, what he's going through and, and gives the glory to him, which we should use all our valleys for that. You know, when I heard him talk about the rapport that he has with um, with Carr, obviously, you know, he mentioned Monday how he, you know I knew his cadence, I knew when he was getting off the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it's almost it's, at the moment it's kind of understated, but you know, we, you know, we'll, we'll grab a tight end in a draft, we're going to get one here, we're going to get one there. You know, you know, with, with losing Troutman and all. I mean, Jawan Johnson, he's a he's a great young stud himself. But I mean, the rapport between Moreau and Carr, the safety net there. I just feel like, in, in my, you know, we always talk about Jimmy Graham, but my mind goes back to Shockey, and he wore it on his sleeve a lot, but he gave all he had. You know, you know, we weren't standing up maybe when the punt went off for, for Bush, but you know, we were on the end of our seats a lot when Shockey caught that ball. And I just feel like Moreau, he brings it. You know, he really brings it to a young guy. And I just think the relationship between them two, man. I mean, could there be a better, you know, a better choice no. at the moment with what's going on? Well, you know? I mean, he, I think, I think he, fit, he checks a lot of boxes. Yes, he knows Derek Carr. Um, yes, they yeah. have a great rapport. Yes, he's a good player. Yes, he can block, which yeah. is, uh, which is something yeah. that he needs to do. And frankly, um, yeah. I think the Saints. Uh, still need a lot of help at the skill positions. Yeah. You know, as as another reporter yeah. pointed pointed out to me yeah. on Tuesday, and I, this wasn't my thought. Okay, someone else pointed this out to me Tuesday and asked me this question. Yeah. And I think it's a great question. And I, like I said, I'm not owning this one. Um, what happens if Chris Olave gets hurt? What, what, where's their wide receiver core at that point? Well, you're counting on Michael Thomas again, of course. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but what I'm no. saying is, what I'm yeah. saying is, that's yeah. why I think Foster Morrow. You brought in is, Washington. You brought in Edwards. You've you've signed a couple of veteran players. Right, but what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, I think Foster Morrow works in the fact that he's going to help you block, and I think that they're going to try to be as much of a running team as possible this year. And he yeah. certainly yeah. helps you at the point of the attack. And he's he's got nice hands. He can catch the football, and he knows Carr. So I think he's a perfect fit. And and a lot of uh, you know, like like Tyron Matthew said, that's a big boy, and everybody laughed. But that you know, yeah. Foster Foster Moreau is a very is a very large individual, and he's going to be able to move people at the line of scrimmage. And I think yes. that when mm-hmm. when you see Kendra Miller drafted, yeah. what are they telling you? Okay, yeah. that's the kind of running attack that they want to have. They want to be downhill and they want to move people. But Ed, you know um, what you're saying leads into my second. Just leading into my second nugget there. Uh, the, the rookie uh-huh. symposium when they got their jerseys and all for the uh, NFL Players Association thing they had last weekend. Um, when uh, Kendry Miller was interviewed, I was reading um, one of the guys on Peacock interviewed NBC said that um, his favorite player of all time was Jerry Rice. You know, he was born in '02. <laughs> and uh, he just said that he had great hands as a kid. He loved catching the ball. And he said this at the mm-hmm. thing last week, and he said, you know, TCU didn't really use me in that fashion. He said, but they're already mm-hmm. throwing a lot of passes to me at the moment, and people don't realize 
you know, the hands I have. Because I wanted to be a receiver, you said, in high school. I wanted to be a receiver, you know. But I just think that, you know, a lot of things have to happen. I know for him to get as much time on the field. But Kendra Emilia, you know, his catching prowess, him saying that, man, I mean, that's kind of interesting. That uh, Well, you know, I think, I, think, I think, Kurt, you have to hope that Kendra Miller is able to make that kind of transition like Mark Ingram was. Because Mark yeah. Ingram was not known as a pass catcher at the University yeah. of Alabama. They handed him the ball 30 times a game. But as right. Mark Ingram got into the NFL, uh, yeah. he showed a tremendous amount of skill being able to do that. And he became – he mm. went from a pretty good receiver to, I think, an excellent receiver. And he only did that uh, – number one, he has ability, but number two, he was very – he worked very hard and was very diligent at it. And if this yeah. guy can do the same thing – and he can yeah. run over some people in space, then he gives you another weapon. Because I'm just yeah. saying right now, I'm looking at the Saints' offense, all right? Yeah. And I do yeah. not see, especially if Kamara is suspended, I do not see a lot of weapons, <laughs> okay? Other than Chris Olave, tell me who they are. Juwan Johnson's a weapon. He's a, he's a good player, okay? I don't know if I'd call him a weapon yet. Well, he scored seven touchdowns as a young player. He's emerging. He's a good yeah, player. Well, if he's not he, a great exactly. player. He's a good player. Exactly. So if Juwan Johnson puts together another season like that, then in yeah. my opinion, he's a weapon. Jason Hill is a weapon, and he remains a weapon. You don't think he's a weapon? Uh, I, I think he's a good player. What I'm saying is a guy that – a guy that what I consider a weapon is is a guy that the defenses have to really, really, really account for. And, yeah. um, you know, a Arizona, guy that you Arizona. know, a guy that Arizona. you know is special, okay? That's what, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I understand about. that. And, again, okay. you can't put your – you can't put all the trust in Michael Thomas. You, you can't because right. you just don't have you – you can't have the confidence to do that now. If he does come back and he's even seventy five percent of what he was, then they're they're much better. As a hey, Arizona, because Arizona he was, just cut somebody. Really Arizona just cut somebody. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they would you kick the tires <laughs> on that? That's a lot of money. Uh, Hopkins, <laughs> He'd be but, great. He'd be great, man, in black and gold though, huh? Well I will and that's gonna transition us into the next segment because we're gonna take a break in a minute or so. But the yeah. Saints everybody's in to win, but some teams are in more to win than others in terms of their immediacy. We knew what the Saints did with Drew Brees. They tried to win it. They did everything they could to win it and didn't do it at the end and put themselves in cap hell, so to speak. But they haven't been rebuilding. They've been trying to reload. And most recently, they have tried to do everything all in it to win it, too, which we're going to get into here in the next segment, too. So I wouldn't rule out anything, right? So (laughs) where a guy like Hopkins is concerned, I wouldn't rule out anything. Is it likely? But he'd have to take a significant cut. He'd have to take a contract-friendly deal. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think somebody's going to throw huge money at him. So I just don't think that that's likely. But, again, the point is the Saints are – they're in it to win it, so they're going to explore every option. That's what I'm getting to, sir. Thank you all for the the show, guys. Have a great weekend. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate your call. All right, it's 504-260-1061. If you'd like to join in the conversation, we'd like to hear from you. Logan O'Neill with an RBI single. Delgado trails 4-2 in the fourth inning, top of the fourth, to Weatherford, Texas at Grand Junction. So their bats are heating up. They've got six hits in the games, but they left runners on base, and they got a runner at third with two outs right now. So Delgado fighting, but they're going to have to keep scoring if they want to have a chance to win that game. 
in Grand Junction, Colorado. All right, it's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. Second hour begins in just a moment. Saints bringing in a big-name coach to try to help out. We'll talk about that and more as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep plus next day energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. By texting 64000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel. Language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting radio to 64000. Text RADIO to 64000. For 17 years, the RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student-athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year is annually presented with the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field on the Caesar Superdome during the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, a New Orleans institution. Visit us at NewOrleansBowl.com. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a radio and digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. 
outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com, an equal opportunity employer. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504 260 1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. The second hour begins here on the Three Tailgaters Show. So glad that you've taken time to join us. We always appreciate you doing so. Thanks to Rudy Dixon, our producer, and thanks to our sponsors. It's 504 260 1061 for you to join in the conversation, continuing the conversation on the New Orleans Saints. All right, so full squad. OTAs. Ed, before we get into the whole Gruden thing, any takeaways from your perspective thus far? It's kumbaya. Well, the message is nothing but great. And everything you hear about Derek Carr is great. And mm-hmm. What's been said and everything else that goes along with that. So far, anything that you've grasped from this that might be telling? Mm. I would think not. No. Okay. No. But uh, my opinion of them hasn't really changed. I think they're a if I'm if you're asking me right now, I'm saying they're a ten win team. All right, I'm gonna say they're a nine win team. I'm saying they're ten wins and they're winning the division. Okay, I'm gonna say nine they're a nine win team and they're probably still winning the division with nine wins. And you're the one that said they had such a easy schedule. I do. And you only think they're gonna win nine games. I do. Yeah. So you're saying you don't think they're that good? I don't. Okay. Where are they weak? Uh, I don't think still some questions about their interior run defense, right? Yes. Uh I would go along with that. Here's the one thing I would say. Okay. I think they're a team that could be good if they don't have injuries, but I don't, I mean, that goes, I understand, but I don't think they have a lot of depth. All right. Now that makes sense. Okay. I don't think they have a lot of depth. I think it's going to take them a little while, uh, to, to get that back. So I, do I think they're ascending? Yes. Do I think they're a, you know, a lock 10 or 11 win team? The answer is no. All right, so Hurst and Throckmorton, I think they provide pretty good depth uh-huh. on their offensive line. Just going over this position by position. They signed Washington and Edwards. If one of them yeah. can play, then they definitely have some depth there because they've added to it and they get Michael Thomas back if he's playing, which is a big if, of course. And they drafted A.T. Perry, who by all accounts has a shot. Sure All right, does. so then at tight end, they signed Foster Morrow, mm-hmm. and they've got Jawan Johnson. Mm-hmm. And whether Lucas Kroll makes it or whoever else they – Yeah, Lucas Kroll can run. You know, they might have him as the third guy, yeah, so there's he's another – He's he's an impressive uh, – He's a good-looking He's a good-looking good looking player. Dude, yeah. Okay, he can, he can run. There yep. ain't no doubt about that. So that's I mean, three that guys there. I'm just going over position by position. No, I understand. At quarterback, you've got Jameis Winston as your backup. As a backup, that's a pretty good option, in my opinion. Yes, uh-huh. And whatever Hainer is, we'll see. So, running back, you drafted Kendra Miller to go along with Jamal Williams mm-hmm. at that position. You got Eno Benjamin on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Dwayne Washington. 
I would say you're okay there. That would be my yeah my take for that. So then I flip it to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive tackle, you you drafted Brissy. You brought in two veterans to replace the two you lost. So you basically added one player at that position. Whether that's good enough or not, I think a lot of it depends on how Brissy plays. Don't you? And on injuries. If well, they, certainly. If, if they get if <laughs> they get somebody hurt there, you can say the same thing about most teams. I understand depth, right? right. But yes, they've got. My point is, they have one more guy there than they had last year because they lost two, signed two, and they drafted. And they needed Brzee. to make some changes there, and right. they did. Defensive end. They drafted Foskey. They've got solid. They got Cam Jordan. They've got Granderson. They've got uh, Tano Passignon, right? Mm-hmm. And they got Peyton Turner. All right, I'd say they have pretty good depth there. Linebacker, you know, they've got the two starters and Warner and and Demario Davis. Obviously, do they have enough behind them? That could be a position of concern in terms of depth, from my perspective. And then in the secondary, I like their depth at cornerback. I think they're they're pretty good there with the depth they have at that position. Safety, kind of like okay, you know, in terms of. Do you feel like there's enough depth there? You count JT Gray and so forth. So I think overall, their depth is decent. It's not great, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. But injuries will play the largest part imaginable. I mean, we remember two years ago when they went nine and eight and they, they started, what, 56 guys? It's crazy. Nobody in the league started more because of all the injuries and COVID stuff mm-hmm. that occurred in that season. So, That's yeah, correct. It's, it's a big issue. And – I'm not here to tell you the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not telling you that at all. I think but, they'll be pretty good. But I do think that they will be a winning team. And I do think and right no, when now, I, when I now said, this could when change. I said, when I said they were going to win nine, that, that that's a winning more, team. That's a winning team. So when we get to August, we'll have a definitive. Everybody wants you to pick a, a record and all that stuff. Well, when we get to August, I'll have a definitive pick. But if you're asking me today, based upon personnel and schedule, uh-huh. I'd pick them to win 10. That, that's where I'm at okay. right now. Well, I mean, you know, we're not that far. And look. The betting line reflects that. The total on them is nine and a half. Just over nine, yeah. That's right. right. Which so, has them as a winning team. Yeah. So, you know what? Hey, that's that's what it is, and that's what it is. Some people are going to exceed. Some will, will fall short of expectations. And Right now, I just think that it all starts at quarterback. They're better there. The guy's a better player than what they had. The question is how much better, which leads us. It's called a segue, right? We know what we're doing here. That leads us into the topic now about – Derek Carr and John Gruden. And, of course, John Gruden being brought in to consult with Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen and the offensive staff about it. offensive principles and installation. And Jeff Duncan mentioned it in the story he wrote in The Advocate, and I wrote about it as a result yesterday as well. So what do you have here? Well, what you have here is John Gruden, Super Bowl winner as a coach, Trace him back to his days in the late 90s with the Eagles with a guy named Sean Payton coaching together and adopted some of the same principles of the quote-unquote West Coast offense, which Payton embraced, and he took it to his own level and and put in his own tweaks to it, and we know the end result with a perfect quarterback for the system in Drew Brees. John Gruden, very similar principles, so he comes here. Dennis Allen's running a lot of the same stuff with Pete Carmichael. Tweaks here and there, but similar. I think we'd agree to that, similar to what they ran under Coach Payton. So the similarities are obvious. The success of Gruden 
is obvious. And then there's the other part of that. Gruden was the head coach of the Raiders when Derek Carr was flourishing there. Derek Carr, nine years in the league, and four of his best five years came when Gruden was the head coach. Now, the fourth year Gruden was the coach, remember, he was dismissed after five games. So the rest of that season he was not there. But for part of four seasons, what did Derek Carr do? In each of those four seasons, he passed for over 4,000 yards. Oh, by the way, the only four years in which he's accomplished that. He averaged 4,252 yards passing per season during that run. In those four seasons, Carr posted four of the top five passer ratings in his nine-year career, averaging a passer rating of 97.5, which included a 100.8 rating in 2019 and a career-best 101.4 in 2020. Not too long ago, is it? In those four seasons, Carr threw 90 touchdown passes, 41 picks, averaging 22.5 touchdown passes versus 10.2 interceptions in that period of time, better than 2-to-1 ratio. In those four seasons, Carr averaged, this is one that sticks out to me, he averaged completing 68.7% of his passes, including a career-best 70.4 completion percentage in 2019. Put it in perspective, for his career, Carr completes 64.6% of his pass attempts. So the evidence is there. Carr thrived under John Gruden and his offense when he was with the Raiders, whether it was in Oakland or Las Vegas. He had unquestionably his best football played when Gruden was the head coach. Fast forward. Dennis Allen brings in John Gruden. Not as a permanent coach, not as a high-salary guy, but as a consultant to help with installation and to help with the transition for Carr, sharing the knowledge of Carr and sharing the knowledge of the offense and working in helping that offense to find its way with Derek Carr. So a lot of positives there. The negative, we all know about the embarrassing emails and offensive communication, Mm -hmm. inappropriate comments that Gruden made, which he lost his job over. And, oh, by the way, he's still got a lawsuit pending. And the the law has supported him thus far in that lawsuit, which still continues. So that's still to be determined. Mm -hmm. His words and, and his emails were offensive, and they were completely wrong. No question about that. That's why he lost his job. Whether it should have been made public or not, that's for anyone to decipher of their own accord. Now, you turn to Gruden, and some will complain and say that why are you turning to a guy that said all these things and lost his job and everything else? What I would say to that is it's understandable, and the Saints aren't hiring him on a permanent basis. And they're all in it to win it, as I made the point prior to coming to this particular segment. So the question then becomes at what cost? Do you think it's too much of a cost to bring in a guy with a tarnished reputation or not? Some will say yes, some will say no. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind what the Saints tried to do last year. Mm-hmm. What did they try to do? Tried to bring in Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And some were all in because they wanted to win. And they liked the guy's ability. Others were steadfastly against it because of his off-the-field actions with litigation that was pending against him. Ultimately, it was a moot point because Watson chose Cleveland, and that erased all thoughts about what could have been the case here. So when it comes to Gruden, Ed, to me it's not about you know his past or his character. It's about his football knowledge and his knowledge of Carr and the similarities of the offense that he ran as compared to what Sean Payton and now Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael well, can I tell are, you are running here. here. So to me, uh, it, it's, an, it's not a problem. 
consulting a guy to help you with putting in an offense with a player that he knows very well that had great success under him, to me, that's there's no real downside to that. Well, Derek, if you Derek, hire him permanently, we can have that conversation. Derek Carr likes him. He's very comfortable with He's him. He's comfortable with him. And, you know, Foster Morrow is here because Derek Carr likes him. Right. And Foster Morrow is a good player, okay? I'm not – I'm not throwing any shade on his abilities because he's a he's a he's a proven NFL veteran tight end now. But Foster Morrow's here because Derek Carr wants him here. And Derek Carr likes John Gruden, and Derek Carr is very comfortable with John Gruden. So John Gruden's consulting the offense. Um is he gonna be on the Saints staff? I don't think so. Um I I still think it's a long road back for him. And um, I don't know how that all turns out. I doubt seriously if he's a head coach in the NFL again. Well, the league hates him. I the mean, league hates they, him. Yes. I, I doubt very seriously. Of course, the league hates Sean Payton, and he's still coaching. Well, I mean, you know, I, did, did Sean Payton ever file a lawsuit? No, of course not. It's a totally different animal. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, look, when you're talking about uh, there's certain levels of dislike, and they don't like Sean Payton, and he doesn't like them. But they can't stop an NFL owner from hiring Sean Payton. And remember, people don't understand, all right? The commissioner works for the owners. The reason his contract Looks is like he's going to be extended through right, 2027, right. by the and way. And the reason why they keep bringing him back, because he makes them money. Money, money, money. That's all that matters. See Amazon. All see flexing Thursday night games. Yeah. Don't even get me yeah, started. Who, who really care? You know, when people talk about the commissioner... The commissioner is not the commissioner if the owners don't want him. And, you know, I was in Chicago in 90-whatever it was, three, and they, they had a group of owners that shot Finks down. They didn't want – the new owners did not want Jim Finks as the commissioner. Mm -hmm. And I think Jim Finks would have been an excellent commissioner. Paul Tagliabue was an excellent commissioner. All right? Who stood up for the Saints, by who, the way. Who stood up for the Saints. But you know what? The owners – run the National Football League. And as long as Roger Goodell is lining their pockets with money, they really don't care about anything else. And all this stuff about the good of the game and this, that, and the other, that's baloney, okay? Because if, if it was about the good of the game, they wouldn't play games on Thursday night. It's terrible for the it's players. Terrible. terrible. And not only that, they wouldn't, play, they wouldn't play games on Christmas night either, which is the holiest day on the calendar. All right, they wouldn't play games on Christmas night either. The NFL would 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 do, but they see they see a chance to grab eyeballs, and they're going for it. And it's all about the money. Nothing else matters. And the only reason the Saints came back to New Orleans after the hurricane is because Paul Tagliabue stood up and said, "You know what? After what happened to that city, you're not yanking a team." out of a city because of a natural disaster. And it would have looked terrible. Plus, they would have gotten all kinds of problems in Washington with antitrust, which they fear. That's one of the things that they fear that could cost them a lot of money. So they were never yanking, they were never yanking the Saints out of here. It never was going to happen, even though all those goofballs in San Antonio were trying to pull it off. All right? It wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to pull the Saints out of here. And, but the bottom line is it's about money. You know, 
I don't want to hear about player safety when a team plays on a Sunday afternoon and they've got one practice and walk through on a Tuesday and they come back and play on a Thursday. And a lot of these games on Thursday. Right, the Saturday games later in the yeah. season, a similar, right. somewhat similar dynamic. But a lot of these games on Thursday are just terrible games. Yeah. Let's, let's, good reason. Good reason, because teams don't want to be in them, and they're not, they're not anywhere near 100%. A lot, I, you know, Physically or in preparation. I'll give you an example. I'm at the office, and, all the, and, and I have an Amazon account, of course, and I could watch the game. I just follow it on a game tracker. Because I don't want to watch bad football, okay? I'm busy. I've got other things to do. Why do I want to watch bad football? And that's what Thursday night football is. It's bad football. And if you watch these games, some of them are unwatchable, okay? Some of them are unwatchable. And that's why I'm busy. I've got things to do on Thursday night, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time watching bad football. And that's what it is. But you know what? They make money. So no one needs to tell anybody about the integrity of the game and this, that, and the other because it doesn't mean anything. Roger Goodell is simply a guy who's there to feed the cash cow. And as long as he does that, they're going to pay him all kinds of money. You know, I mean, he's messed up so many things when it, when it comes to, you know. I mean, do you think the Ray Rice thing was handled properly? I mean, that was a disaster in the beginning, all right? It was handled so poorly. I mean, Saints, Bounty Gate. I mean, there's so many things that, you know. Plus, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of him, uh, you know, just period. No, I'm not a fan of his either. Yeah, I, and I'm that, not a, that goes I, I, beyond me, the way like he a, overreached with the Saints, right. which I will go to my Here, grave here's, here's, here's my Here's my analysis of him, if I had to pick out one word, smug. Okay, and I think arrogant. That's how he comes off, smug. So you know, Paul Tagliabue, uh, to me, look, he was a lawyer. Okay, everybody knows that he was going to run the league the way he felt it needed to be run. But Paul Tagliabue, to me, seemed like a a very solid man. Okay, this guy is smug to me. That's who he is. And you know, he he goes to the draft and he doesn't even wear a tie. I mean, come on. You're, an, you're the commissioner of the National Football League, and you've got a first round, and, and it's being watched by millions at home. All right? And you can't wear a tie. I don't care what he wears personally, I, well, but, but, I, but I, I just think it's I – I think understand. It's, I think it's unprofessional. I okay? got it. But that's who he is. He's going to be this, this, this cool guy who's going to give everybody the bro hugs yeah, and right. all this other stuff. I'm like – Give me a break, okay? I feel like telling every one of those guys that walks up there, he'd suspend you in a second, okay, if he felt that you were going to affect the business model. He'd cut you off. He'd cut your hand off if he felt he, that, that, that you were going to interfere with the business model. So I don't, you know, and, and the whole thing, it's all about money. And if there's bad game after bad game after bad game after bad game, and you look at the – go back and look at all the Thursday night games from last year. Yep. Okay? Tell me how many of them, honestly, were truly entertaining. And I would say less than five for sure, maybe even fewer than that. Because it's not – and it's certainly not good for the players to come back and play a game four days after they played another one. But – that's the NFL, the chase for every 
available. I mean, if you if you went to an owner's meeting, look, it's a chase for every available dollar they can. That's all there is to it. That's it. Well, and that's that's what the league is. It's capitalism, and it, and I don't have any problem with capitalism. But understand that they do. What, what I'm saying is understand that if the product suffers, well, so be it. And on Thursday night, the product suffers. But the money outweighs the product on Thursday night is what I'm saying. Take it a step further. Now they're playing more games abroad. Now you're going to Germany. Who cares? Aside from, well, yeah. the players you care. Know, yeah. And I, she, I, again, Sean Payton, do they care about Sean, the players? Sean Payton hated <laughs> London. Okay, and, he, and, I, and as I, well, I, he should have. And I okay? agree with him. So do one, I. I agree with him one thousand percent. Right? They tell you're, you you're going there, and that's you're it. You're never going to put an NFL franchise in London or Frankfurt. This isn't the World Football League. Okay, you're never going to do that. All right, it's just like playing these games in Mexico. What are they doing it for? Money. They sell. They they pack. The stadium, that's what it's all about. And and playing games in Frankfurt and maybe playing a game in Berlin and all this other stuff, you don't need to do that. That's not good for the game. That's not good for the game. It's not good to get on a plane and, and fly home 11 hours and then have to turn around and play again on Sunday. Tell me, tell me how you give your best effort the following Sunday. You don't. You don't. Okay, and especially when you got your brains beat in for, for four quarters on the field. Tell me how that happens. The answer is it doesn't. But you know what? The business model is flourishing. That's why that guy Without has a, a job. Doubt. Who cares? And my take on it, and look, I'm like you. I'm all for capitalism. I'm, I'm all for whatever is, is good for business model, whatever works for people, that's great. But ultimately, it comes down to the consumer. And my response is always the same. When people would always talk about over the years about, oh, the Saints are raising ticket prices or whatever, and what do you think? And my response has always been the same, and I've never changed my response, and I never will, which is simply this. The consumer rules, and the consumer will tell you what's right and what's wrong. If the consumer buys it, then they've obviously made the right decision. And that's the same thing with this whole streaming on Thursday nights and making you pay for a service to watch a Thursday night game. If the consumer buys it, it's successful at large. Then it's successful. Who they're cares? Just, and who they're cares just going to keep expanding it. Right? Who cares if it's a nine-six game in the fourth quarter? And who that's cares? Watchable. And who cares who about cares? who cares about the guy that you really can't afford to do it? Right. And with the growing expenses of of life, period, and how difficult that you know, is. They'd put the Super Bowl on pay per view if they. Oh, could. if they could, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. They'd put it on. They'd put it on pay per view if they could. Yeah, I mean Major League Baseball. They do this Facebook game or this Apple game and everything else, and people get furious. It's like I'm buying the MLB package and I can't watch this game tonight, and I paid yeah. money to watch this package. I agree with that. You and I both buy it, and we get shafted out of that too. But it's a similar dynamic, just not nearly as pronounced as the NFL and what they're doing with the product. But again. The consumer's always right. The consumer will tell you. And if they're buying the Amazon business, then the NFL obviously did not undersell its product. They knew what they were doing, and they're making money. To your original point, Goodell makes money for these owners, so they keep re-upping him yeah. and ignore everything else that goes along with it. But as soon as he hits their franchise, they don't like it very much, do they? So no. it's pretty interesting. I will say this. I want to commend Mr. Mara with the Giants because he stood up against the Thursday night package, and he said this is just too much to ask 
our consumers with what they're already doing for mm-hmm. us and how they support sure. us. I give him a lot of credit because, you know, greed is an ugly thing. But he, didn't, mean, he didn't have enough to go along with him. No, he didn't. Okay. And that's, that's unfortunate. But Thursday night, I don't like college games on Thursday night. No, I don't like college okay. games on Friday night. I don't like college games on Friday night that interferes with high, high school, school football. football. It's wrong. I think it's, you know, and shame on ESPN and all these other networks. That's all the networks, man. For showing that stuff, okay? But they don't care. They're, they're, here, to, they're here to push whatever they need to push. Nothing's worse than when you and I are sitting there in the middle of a high school Friday night with a statewide show we do, with a show you do, yeah. out in a game, and Tulane's playing on Friday night. I can't you know, watch Last it. year they play in Houston. It's a great game. It's overtime. Guy Horton yeah. wins a game. And I'm trying to keep an eye on that while I'm in the middle of yeah. balancing 45 reporters and scores and everything <laughs> all night for a five-hour show. I don't and know it's what, just very you know frustrating. Don't, huh? don't remind me. Do I really have to think about that right now? I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I messed up. I should not I, have gone I, there. I really don't want to think about that. But uh, my point, your, your point is well taken. Uh, those Friday games, and I think Tulane has at least one this year, don't they? Yes. Yeah, I, I want to look at their schedule, and um, I think they have at least one. Let's see. Yeah, they have one. They, they're they at Memphis on Friday the 13th. Interesting. And they play on Friday, either Friday or Saturday, the 24th or 25th at home versus Texas San Antonio. So they have one Friday game for sure, potentially another one. I can't stand Friday, Friday's uh, uh, college games. I think it's such a violation of, of the way they treat high school football. I think it's incredibly poor. And, um, you know, my, my feeling on that is it is what it is. But at these Thursday night games that the NFL shows, a lot of them are garbage. And, and they're just not very good. But, again, they make money. Who really cares? And Roger Goodell – whether you like him or not, is a good businessman. And that's all that matters. Okay, so please don't talk to me about this, that, and the other and what the game looks like and, you know, athlete safety and all this other stuff. You know, that, that's, that, that's, all, that's, all, uh, that's all window dressing. Owners have exactly what they want. Yep. And we got off on a tangent, but it was a good tangent because it clearly was something that we wanted to discuss. To the original point with the familiarity with Gruden and Carr and Morrow, Brian Edwards too, right? Yeah. Got him in. So they're trying to surround a quarterback with people he's comfortable with to acclimate him to a town, to a team, to a system, and to give him the best opportunity to succeed. I don't know how you can find fault with that. No. And with regard to Gruden. Because, look. Again, with regard to Gruden, if you were hiring him as your, your assistant head coach or your coordinator, I understand you might not like that. But that's not what they've done. Let me ask you something. Yeah. If the, if the Saints win six games this year, is Dennis Allen back next year? No, probably not. Okay. I, I'd say probably so, not. So I would do everything I can to make Derek Carr comfortable. Yeah, I think that's, that's – and, and that's no right. knock on Dennis Allen because I, right. I don't think they're winning six games. Like I said, I think they're going to win the division. Yeah. All right? But my point is – that's that he's here because Derek Carr wants him here, mm-hmm. and there's not. And by all accounts, Derek Carr is a good guy, and I hope he does well. And you know, but I don't. I don't think everybody should get get their underwear in an uproar over a guy who's a consultant. Yep, that's all. 
Did I say that pro- appropriately? I think you hit it pretty good, man. Okay, good. I so want, I don't want anybody to to be offended by any characterization of what I just said. Not good news for Delgado. They have knocked out Carson Lohr, as we said it would happen, and in the bottom of the fifth, and now the Coyotes of Weatherford are up 7-2 to two on Delgado in the bottom of the fifth inning. So tough stuff there in Grand Junction, opening game of the Division One Junior College World Series, and we shall keep you posted on that. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. NBA Conference Finals. Can Boston pull it off? We'll talk about that. And how much is Denver smiling right now as they wait and watch? We'll talk about that next when we continue. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Three Tailgaters Show. Ken and Ed continuing in just a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Nalfi, the New Orleans wine and food experience, is the premier event showcasing what our city does best, eating and drinking. The festival has become one of the most celebrated wine and culinary events, attracting gourmands and connoisseurs from all over the United States. Nalfi is five full days of events this June 7th through the 11th, with wines from around the world and New Orleans' best chefs. Get your tickets today at nalfi.com. That's N-O-W-F-E.com. Progressive presents Precious Moments. Hey Jess, want to come for a ride on my motorcycle? You know, we can talk about our feelings and explore our emotional compatibility. I thought you'd never ask. The exchange you just heard didn't actually happen, but it could. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive and you could use the savings to make sure the motorcycle is always ready for your dream girl. So keep the dream alive and the savings coming with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. When you've been injured in a crash, you've been through a lot. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Demand the team who handles the heavy lifting. Demand the team who treats you like you're part of the team. Demand the team who never stops fighting. Demand that your team is Dudley DeBosier. Call us today. The call is free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2314839. Hi, Robert Downey Jr. here. I am so happy to be partnering with Aura to help you stay safe online. With almost every tool you need, fraud, identity theft protection, a password manager, parental controls, and more, Aura has got you and your family covered. Sign up for a free two-week trial today at Aura.com slash Robert. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match.
your weekly forum for genuine substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgater Show here on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. Kenneth, and with you on this Saturday morning. So glad you've taken time to join us. 504-260-1061. Jack's on a cell. Jack, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Three Tailgaters Show. Good morning. Hello, guys. Really, really like the show. Listen just about every Saturday. I got a, a little tongue-in-cheek comment for you on your NFL discussion and then a follow-up question. Uh, yes, agree 100% with what you said, but for a while there, I thought you were talking about the Live Golf Tour for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, man. Good. I'm just curious, just curious. And then the follow-up question is, I mean, I think we can all agree that they're all in it for the money. Every, all these, it's all about the sure. money, no matter what they Of course. Think. Sure. Of course it is. Sure it is. I mean, you know, look, um, but that's, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. I mean, you got, you got, you got NIL that's infiltrated everything. You know, all these coaches, they don't like the transfer portal, yet they are allowed to transfer every year. Exactly. I didn't see, I didn't see Nick Saban complaining about the transfer portal in 2007 when he left Miami and came to Alabama. The transfer yep. portal was fine then. Well, when he left LSU and oh, went left, to Miami. I left, left LSU. When he left Michigan State and went to LSU. Yeah, I didn't I – didn't, I didn't, you know, all these coaches, Jack – I see them at the Senior Bowl every year, all right? All these NFL career assistants. And some of these guys I might see in, in, in 15 different jackets in, in the course of 20 years. They're like wandering nomads in the desert. And, no, you're right. You're right. And you know what? Look, that's the life they chose. I wish them well. But let's not pretend that it's not about the money, all right? Let's not pretend it's about some wholesome um, – Endeavor, okay, because that's not what it's about. Sadly, well, not sadly, just this reality. It is what it is. Anyway, I just had a little, uh, little, uh, tried to make a little funny comment there. You guys keep it up. Love the show. <laughs> and, and Jack, real, real quick, like, and I'm always curious because we've solicited or elicited a lot of opinions. What, what do you feel about live golf? Do you care? Uh, does it bother you? Uh, would you rather not see it? How, how do you feel about that? It doesn't bother me, and I called about it. You, you all had a, a long segment this, a few right. months ago. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and my take on it is it's very hypocritical because a lot of the same sponsors um, that are on the Lyft tour, or I'm sorry, that are on the, um, in the PGA tour do a lot of business with Saudi Arabia. So everybody yeah. gets their, right. you know what, in a bundle. Uh-huh. But, you know, GE and Allstate and yada, 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 they all do business with Saudi Arabia, so I, I don't get it. Yeah, money, money, money. I mean, you're right. Again, getting back to the original thought process. Look, as I said a couple of months ago, and I'll say again, I'm I'm sports PGA Tour. We have a major event here that has an enormous impact on our economy mm-hmm. and is great for us, unquestionably. And, look, what it has done is this, is it's whether you – Okay with live golf, whether you hate it, like it or not, what it's done is it's gotten the PGA to react, and it's gotten them to do some things to improve their product and to improve their player services and to provide exactly. a better impetus for these players. So it's had a positive influence. Again, it's no different than any other entity in, in this world. When, when another uh, online business comes online, 
And Crescent City Sports has to deal with that. We, we will react to that at times. When television comes about and they make changes, Ed's television station went from a, a, a lousy news format, in my opinion, to a regular news format, what, about two years ago now? And their numbers are going up and they're getting better. And so as a result, they reacted, but so do others in response. Look, that's just, that's capitalism. That's the American way. It's what we do. Well, and that, you're exactly and, right. I mean, the, and the you, force, you force a product to be better. And if that's what it takes to improve a product, so be it. I'm all in on the PGA Tour. I want to see it succeed yeah. and be here long-term and be the ultimate yeah. alpha dog, if not the only one at the same time. If another entity comes along and forces and makes you to, to make yourself better, all power to them. You know what, well, Jack, and that, when you, when and you finish exactly. last, Jack, when you finish last, okay, in a, in a, yep. live, in a live event, and you still make 150 grand, okay, you know what? That speaks, brother. That, it, it speaks. That's well, you're exactly right, right because the, the the PGA commissioner, his first reaction to live golf was this fake indignation and oh, human rights abuses, blah blah blah. Well, what's the first thing that they did to counter live golf is they it super increased the purses on the PGA tour. Yes, so, I mean, yeah. yes, yeah. They elevated events, they increased the purses on the tours, and they put in a they put in a number about the number of events you can play and everything else. They did, and oh, by the way, in a few of these events, uh, because of the elevated. Tours now it's limited to X number of players, a smaller number of players who compete. Therefore, you have a much greater chance to win money and to make money regardless of the circumstance. So, look, anybody that says it's about anything other than money is kidding themselves. That, yep. That's what it's all about. It always has been. It always will be. That's the nature of capitalism, uh, for better or for worse. And for the most part, it's better. That, that's my take. Agree. Anyway, keep it up, guys. Love the show. Thank, Thank you. you, Jack. Appreciate the kind words, and thanks for the call. You're welcome anytime, yeah. as is everyone else. And you know what? I don't think Bubba Watson or Brooks Kepka or anyone else who plays live golf is evil, all right? Uh, and that's how I, I, th I think the motivation of some is a little different than others. I just right, think right. it depends on the individual. But like everything, point, it's an individual circumstance. But my point is, yes. my point is that's how a lot of these people have been tried to be portrayed. Some people have tried to portray portray them like Ian Poulter and different people like that, that somehow, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've fallen out of the good character column. Yeah. And, and I just, I just, I refuse to believe that now, whether you agree with it or not, I mean, that's up to you. All right. And eventually, uh, the, the money and the eyeballs will determine whether it continues or not. Play less, make more. That's the concept. Right. I, I mean, you, basically. If you told somebody in America, if, you, if, if we walked outside right now and we asked 100 people in America, would you like to work one-tenth of the time and make 10 times more money? Of course. How many, how many people would say yes? I get it. I get it. And again, I'll say it once more. I'm supportive of the PGA Tour for many reasons, not the least of which is we have a really good event here that's very, we very do. important to our economy, and it's very important to our entire metropolitan area and state for that matter and have very good people running it. And Steve Worthy does a great job and he's a yes. great friend and 100% in on that. And that's where we are right now. Now you ask yourself this question. If the new Orleans market was a live tour stop, would you feel differently? I'd have to certainly think about that if that was the case, but it isn't. No, and, it isn't. And yes, there are business interests outside of this country involved in the PGA tour as well, but Primarily, it's American money and American investment that's there. Yes. So that that cannot be. I mean, you can you can argue, but that's not one that can really be disputed. It's primarily that's why they they're named 
after the companies they're named after. We're the Zurich. You, know, you got the Charles Schwab going on this week. I can name them all, and they're American-based companies, by and large, with American money, which doesn't mean that they don't put their money into other marketplaces, which they do, of course. But again, it's all about you know the ledger. What, how much on this side of the ledger? How much on that side? And the fact of the matter is the PGA Tour definitely stacks up with much more on the side of the ledger of the United States than Live Golf does. That's simple. Yeah. So, this all good. Is, brother. And, if, and, and again, Jack, back to the original point, which I made in the last segment about the whole NFL model and what they're doing and whether people are going to buy Amazon and whether they're going to buy into the European games or whether they're going to watch games and pay for them or anything else, the consumer is always right. Whatever the consumer tells and you, they'll determine it. They will determine whether or not it's the right thing to do or not. And I think ultimately that's what Live Golf is too. Look, they're throwing all this incredible money at this right now, the Saudi Arabian and what they're doing. Yes. But ultimately, if they get no ratings and they get no traction and everything else, do you think good business people are going to keep doing that five no. years from now, no. or ten years from now? They'll Whereas on the other hand, if they make inroads and they get some traction, and they start getting more players. They had a really good run there for about, what, six to eight months of players that they were able to attract. And Brooks Kepka just gave him great validation with what he did. But, of course, he was a multiple major champion before that. He had won four. Obviously, they, they kind of leveled off in terms of what they've been able to attract. So the question is, are they going to get more, or is this where it's at? I don't know the answer to that. Stay tuned. And stay tuned here. We'll take a brief time out. It's 504-260-1061. NBA Finals, we'll get into that when we continue in a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Scott Craig. I love me some Francesca's by Katie's Deli and Catering. We thank all who have sustained us through the pandemic and into better times. You can build your own specialty sandwiches. Build your own special St. Louis-style pizzas as well. Don't forget the special salads, including the Chef Scott's special salad. And our frips are special and unique. Francesca's is the home of Ken Trahan's original prep football report, Friday nights during the football season. And we love all area schools and teams. Come on by. Francesca's by Katie's Deli and Catering, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Open Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Visit FrancescaDeli.com. Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of the wind in the trees as your RV sits parked in the forest. Is that the call of the majestic owl? And there's the sound of a tree branch crashing into the roof of your RV. Oof, I guess their nest was in that branch. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles in home in one place and save with the multi-policy discount. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. 
Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Now Fee, the New Orleans Wine and Food Experience is the premier event showcasing what our city does best, eating and drinking. The festival has become one of the most celebrated wine and culinary events, attracting gourmands and connoisseurs from all over the United States. Nalfi is five full days of events this June 7th through the 11th, with wines from around the world and New Orleans' best chefs. Get your tickets today at nalfi.com. That's N-O-W-F-E dot com. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie, and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Travis Tritt is coming live. Get ready for the Cajun Country Jams Memorial Day Weekend Festival, May 27th and 28th at North Park in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And it's a great day to be alive. Plus, I need a little you Scotty McCreary with hit after hit. Are you coming? Damn straight. Also on the same stage. Mitchell Tenpenny. At the end of a bar. One more? How about Shenandoah? To the church on the You'll also see Randy Travis, Tyler Braden, and a whole lot more. Two days, one huge party. The Cajun Country Jams Memorial Day Weekend Festival, May 27th and 28th at North Park in Denham Springs. Get tickets now at thecajuncountryjam.com. That's thecajuncountryjam.com. Call an audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504-260-1061. Tyler Cook, an RBI single, but Delgado still trails Weatherford, Texas. 7-3, top of the seventh inning now in their contest at Grand Junction at the Junior College World Series. Delgado batting in the top of the seventh inning. NBA Conference Final, Boston and Miami tonight, 7.30 at Miami. And, Ed, you you get the feeling the Heat have to win this game. If they don't win this game, they're done. Boston will have pulled back a historic comeback, right? Uh, You know, yeah, I would say probably, but you know what? It's never been done before, so I'm going to stick with that. 
that's never been done before. So you're going to go with the Heat at home? Yes, I am. Is Vincent well enough to play, and how effective will he be? Because, again, they don't have the options. I mean, Tyler Hero out, broken hand, Oladipo out. Yeah. They played with one guard in the last game, and that was Kyle Lowry, a 37-year-old. Well, here's what will happen. Yeah. If, if the Heat win this series, the Nuggets win the final. Absolutely. If Boston Absolutely. Wins, if Boston wins wins the series, Jump it ball. might go seven games. Jump ball. I agree. And you know what? If so, our sales department, all the games, of course, in the finals. Yeah, so they're pulling for <laughs> They're pulling for the Boston go Celtics. Celtics, huh? But yeah, but I mean, it's again, it's it's a simple capitalism. It's, it's a simple mathematics. <laughs> if 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 the game if the NBA Finals goes four or five games, mm-hmm. they make less money than if it goes seven. I mean, that's, that's – No, it's, it's pure look, money. It's capitalism. Yeah, money. Exactly. seems to be the theme of our show here this morning. Exactly. So why are you and I not making any money? I don't <laughs> oh, I speak for yourself there. <laughs> yeah, you're making the money. I'm not. What a deal, man. You work twice as hard, you make half as much. That's it. That's kind of society today, but I'm not complaining. I'm blessed. I really am. All right, so the Nuggets, meanwhile, are the happiest team on earth, right? Oh, They're yeah. pulling hard for Boston to win tonight. Or then again, are they? I don't think so. I yeah, think, I mean, well, they see yeah. a seventh game would extend Boston, and Boston have to turn around and go to Denver real quick and start. Well, maybe so. Maybe. On the other hand, Boston's a better team. They've got better players. They did. They, they really want to face Boston. Right. So. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that, uh, I mean, you know, look, I, I think the Nuggets have a great chance regardless, but I would. Me too. I would be, I would, I'd rather play Miami than play Boston. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'm with you, and I think the Heat have to win tonight. It's that simple. Jimmy Butler took 10 shots in game five. That cannot happen. No. Jimmy Butler's got to have at least 20 shots, at least, for the Heat to be able to have a chance to win. And, yes, he's the focal point of the defense of Boston, and the Celtics have made adjustments. And But as much as anything, aside from the defensive adjustments, they started making shots. I mean, this isn't, this isn't rocket science, as everybody's apt to say. They started making shots. They shot a lot of threes, and they started making them. It make, looks a lot different when you make shots as compared to when you don't. And, yes, they have been better in their defense dealing with Butler and how to handle him. you got to make other people beat you, and that's what they've done, which begs the question, why didn't they do that much more earlier? So we'll see. Spolster is the better coach. Boston's a better team. Missoula's made some adjustments. Game six tonight. And obviously the Celtics want to push this back to Boston, which if they do, I got to believe they're going to win game seven. The Celtics, you know, That's I mean, I'll right. tell you what, man, ABC would have loved Lakers Celtics. That would have, that would have been the, that <laughs> would have been already. the, oh, I, believe me. I know, they, I know. You know what, and I am it's so, not happening. I am so, so glad, it glad didn't that the Lakers are out. And now LeBron's assessing his future. Stay tuned. Oh, God bless him. All right, we owe you one final break. Final word coming up when we return in a moment here on the Three Tailgaters Show on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. 
Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for three bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot, buttery, flaky croissants. Croissants don't really make a sound, but if they did... For a breakfast that don't miss, Wendy's is that breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Select a request $3 breakfast deal to obtain discount. Not valid for a la carte combo orders. The 2023 NFL schedule powered by AWS is officially out. Let's go! And individual tickets are now on sale. That's every epic showdown, every classic rivalry, every primetime game. Oh, my goodness! 17 games for all 32 teams. Visit NFL.com slash tickets to purchase tickets through NFL Ticket Network, Ticketmaster, and SeatGeek, the only trusted marketplaces for NFL tickets. Hey, did you hear about the three little pigs and their houses of straw, sticks, and bricks? Well, did you know there was a fourth pig? Well, he got a metal roof from Walker Metals. So the fourth pig told the wolf, you can't get me since my roof is made of steel. So the wolf huffed and puffed and... The rest was history. Come by Walker Metals or call 225-791-7791 so we can explain how a metal roof can protect your home against wind, hail, fire, and save you on your rising energy bills. Stop by or call Walker Metals today. 225-791-7791. Love your new metal roof from Walker Metals. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Need a new roof? Walker Metals has you covered. Walker Metals is a local manufacturer of metal roofing products. You may pay a little more than shingles, but a metal roof from Walker Metals will last you your lifetime. We sell direct to residential, commercial, and contractors. Stop by or call Walker Metals today at 225-791-7791 or visit walkermetalroofing.com. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a radio digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. Outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com, an equal opportunity employer. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgaters Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As we march down uh, the last segment here toward the end of this show, we appreciate everybody being with us, of course. And Ed, one final note, southeastern Louisiana. Matt Reiser did a good job there. Uh, By any measure, no, it wasn't as good the last couple of years, but four NCAA tournaments in 10 years, and I got to think he's got a good future in the game. I hope so. He's a fine coach. Yep. Meanwhile, that job is open, and you wrote about it. You think it's a pretty good job. I do. I do. And I think that um, they have more money than most in that league. And I think they have a, um, I think they have an excellent athletic director who is not going anywhere, who's a southeastern guy through and through, and used to be the baseball coach. So I think he's going to do everything he can. Not that anyone else wouldn't, but I think that Mr. Artigues is heavily invested in getting that right. And um, wouldn't surprise me if a lot of guys in that league who are coaching at other schools 
would would uh, would whisper in somebody's ear that they were very interested in that job. My suspicion is Matt Riser has a good future in the game, and he'll get another job. And yes, might be one of those situations where somebody stayed a little bit too long in a place that's not easy to get it done. But it is a a solid job in that league. I'm sure it will attract good candidates, and I'm sure they'll mm-hmm. get somebody good. But nothing but the best to Matt because he's a good guy. Yep. No he's question. A heck of a coach. No question. Who did a heck of a job. All right, Edward, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being with us this morning, as always. My pleasure, Ken. We'll do it again next week. And, uh, of course, we want to thank Rudy Dixon for a job well done. Remind you to stay tuned because coming up at 1 o'clock, University of New Orleans Privateers and the Nichols Colonels here on your station for UNO Sports, Nash Icon 1061 FM. Should UNO win, they'll force a deciding game immediately following also live here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Should Nichols win, the Colonels win the Southern Conference, and they're going to the NCAA tournament. For Ed, I'm Ken. Thanks for joining us. Be a good sport, and God bless you one and all. Grounding third and heading home.